Hey there, this is food writer Jamie Lewis, welcoming you to another episode of The Consumed Podcast, where I hold candid and casual conversations with people across California's central coast, the ones who put food on our plates and drinks in our glass. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get to this episode's guest, I want to share a word from Consumed Sponsors. Do you want to be more intentional about the meat you eat and feed your family? Have you even considered giving up eating meat entirely because you can no longer justify supporting the inhumane and industrialized system that brings meat to your dinner table? If you're looking for a simple way to guarantee you always have access to healthy, sustainably farmed meat and wild seafood, the Larder Meat Co. is here to help. Since 2016, Larder Meat Co. has been delivering farm-raised beef, pork, chicken, lamb, and wild seafood sourced from right here in the Golden State to customers who demand the highest quality proteins as well as intentional sourcing standards and transparency. A convenient club box from Larder Meat Co. makes it easy to automate the most important part of your monthly food budget. You can build a custom box or choose from one of the many curated bundles that LMC offers. As a Larder Meat Co. customer, you are supporting the ever-dwindling ranching industry that has fed us for generations, and you're building a sustainable future for your family, our ranchers, and the planet. Use code CONSUMED at checkout to save $25 on your first subscription and check healthy farm-raised meat and wild seafood off your grocery list for good. That's LarderMeatCo.com. Promo code CONSUMED for $25 off your first subscription. Consumed is sponsored by Mid-State Containers Cargo Storage Containers and Refrigerated Shipping Containers for sale and rent in California. You may not understand how Mid-State Containers could change your life, but the truth is many, many guests on the Consumed podcast use Mid-State for their projects. Containers can serve as wine storage units for case goods, for private collections, and even tasting rooms. They can be refrigerated storage containers for breweries, kegs, and fruit during harvest for wineries. Mid-State Containers outfits coolers and freezers for ranchers, farmers market growers, orchards, and butchers. Containers can make great pop-up coffee bars and berry containers for root cellars. My guest from Season 10, Krista Flieger, from Lonely Palm Ranch, uses her Mid-State Container for an office on her property. Other ideas include schoolrooms, music and photography studios, and there are other things that can be grown, stored, and processed in a mid-state container, so use your imagination and get on their website to request a quote, midstatecontainers.com. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining local, organic, and non-GMO standards. Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. With a mission to empower health and well-being in the community, they offer local produce, meats, low-to-no-waste foods, and wellness items. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store on their website at slowfood.coop and visit Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. Okay, on to the episode. April Cole Worley is the owner of Mender, a company that makes and sells CBD-based body care products and edibles. Based out of Atascadero, California, April has hustled hard for several years to educate folks on the benefits of CBD-based products, including her most recent venture into candy making with renowned New York confectioner Michael Fertucci. The result is a product that Mender calls Calming Sweets, 25 milligrams of a one-to-one formulation of CBD and CBG. Lost with all the acronyms? 
that's okay. April explains the difference between CBD, CBG, and THC, all of which are really interesting. We also take one of those calming sweets together and talk about the first time she smoked pot, the inequality of cannabis legalization, and the beauty of caring for oneself. Here's April Cole Worley. Okay, so in a nutshell, say what Mender is. Explain what the brand is to people. Yeah. Mender, we are a CBD body care company. And our main goal when we launched the brand in 2017 was to basically elevate the profile of cannabis to where we felt it should be. Like previously, cannabis was like, boobs and bongs type branding and marketing (laughs) and we really wanted to take it to where like wine is like Mm -hmm. where it should be like a beautiful agricultural product that is worthy of reverence and beautiful design and really high-end ingredients yeah let me ask you so Gosh, I hadn't anticipated asking this, but are you open to talking about the first time you ever smoked pot? Oh my God. Or or ate it or whatever. Yes, please. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) How old were you? Um, I was 15 Mm -hmm. and I went to high school at Coast Union Cambria and there it was like, you know, alcohol was a thing, but really it was like weed was everywhere. Most people's parents smoked it. It was all around. And we used to party at the beach, like at, across from Hearst Castle. We called it the Cove. The Cove. Yeah. One of my favorite beaches. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And so, you know, we'd all go out there at night. And the school was so small. So it's like, you've got the Aggie kids. You've got the Hessian kids. You've got the hippie kids. We were like the Alternatot kids. <laughs> and we'd all go out there and the Aggies would build this huge bonfire. And they'd like run and like jump over it. And there was always the like Spicoli type like <laughs> weed guy who's like, like, you know what I like about high school girls? They always stay the same age, you know? And he'd like never, he was still, you know, he was like 22 and oh, he was still yeah. at school. And he's like, come hither, ladies. <laughs> now looking back, are you like, that's predatory? <laughs> well, it was funny because I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure stuff happened, but at the time yeah. it was like, yes, yeah. you know, Jeff's here with the weed. He's 22. <laughs> so I remember we're out there and I'm with my boyfriend and my boyfriend ran this side hustle where everyone would bring a keg but like my boyfriend at the time used to always sell like bring the red cups and so there'd never be cups and he saw the shortage and so we'd like hustle cups for five bucks each and make all this cash so we were like side hustling and smoking weed and having fun yeah (laughs) but the first time was um we were out there and we just smoked weed And it was my first time and I was just like watching the ocean Mm. and it was like the moon. It's like everything just becomes technicolor and Mm. you suddenly kind of melt into your environment. And all of a sudden the sand started shaking and I thought I was like hallucinating. Mm. And all these sand crabs came out of the sand en masse and marched into the sea. Wow. And later when I told someone about it, it was because the heat from the bonfire had heated the sand to the point where the sand crabs needed to go into the ocean. But it was such a magical experience. Like alcohol is such a numbing drug, Mm -hmm. but you know, cannabis is like mind opening in Mm -hmm. a way where you feel connected to nature. You know, you can have all these experiences, see things in new ways. 
And um, ever since then, I was like, this is really, this is really cool. Yeah, that's a vibrant memory, too. Yeah. Whereas, like, any kind of memory from when I've overindulged in wine or or alcohol it is a very kind of like a deadened memory I hear kids we go to Lincoln Deli almost every Saturday for lunch and there's a really interesting group of people who come a lot of them are our age and have families whatever and older couples coming but then they're always the like breakfast burrito crowd Mm. um the students and listening to them talk about their memories of drinking the night before is really, it's kind of scary actually to me because there's so much, especially with young women, there's so much potential for like predatory behavior. Yeah. These guys talking about, I mean, sometimes really their exploits of the night before and they have no filter. They don't recognize that they're surrounded by people. Um, But yeah, I've just been getting a new kind of window on alcohol consumption and how it uh, like what I was going to say is we'll sit next to them and they'll kind of uncover their memories from the night before they have to a- actively think about it to remember what they did. Oh, sure. Or how many times, you know, you hear like, I did that. I don't remember. Exactly. Or, you know, um, I mean, it's a meme basically like being like, the next day being so embarrassed that you yeah. did something or you said something. I mean, the most embarrassing thing I've done while stoned was the other night I played bunko with some friends and I ax- <laughs> I just randomly forgot that the dice didn't have seven sides. Like, whatever, big deal. <laughs> I played it off. I was like, oh, we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you know, I tried to like recover very quickly, but you know, it's harmless. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still cognizant. I mean, obviously, everyone has the story of, and I hear it a million times, oh, you know, we can be dangerous because, you know, if you eat too much THC, it's like, well, yeah, we've all floated yes. six feet off the ground yeah. eating too much THC. Yes, right. Um, when people say something like that, I mean, what is your response? Because I would imagine there's so many different strains, there's so many different kinds, there's so many different treatments, mm-hmm. and the way your body responds to those is vastly different right yeah and I always say you know it's really the difference between having a beer at the barbecue and having a 12 pack at the barbecue I mean Mm -hmm. you know at Mender we only you know work within the hemp space which is essentially just cannabis sativa that has less than 0.3 percent THC Mm -hmm. in its raw form that's the raw material we work with so but having been, you know, kind of versed in the THC space, you know, most people you're wanting to shoot for that, like five, 10, 15 milligrams at a time and see how you feel. I mean, the bud tenders I've met, like everyone says, you know, slow and low, that is the tempo. Mm, Like, mm -hmm. you know, go slow, see how you feel. I mean, I know there's lots of dispensaries that have little, like you can microdose THC and it's like, you know, you're getting one milligram per, you know, pastille or whatever. Which is really, really valuable because I think a lot of the, the misunderstanding around weed is that you, uh, you don't know what you're getting Mm -hmm. when you're buying from a place that has the shoes hanging on the wire outside. Mm -hmm. You have no, I I actually haven't ever done that, but if you did, I I think probably the reason I never did it is I was terrified. I don't know what this person's giving me. I don't know this person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the quantifiability of it, it's been very loose 
like notoriously loose. Sure. And so to get something where it's, you know, one milligram per pastille, there's control there. That's I think very appealing for people like me who like to know or who are controlling. Yeah. And especially, you know, for adults or, you know, you've got young kids at home, whatever, whatever. And you're just like losing your mind, Joe. I mean, when my son was little, sometimes it was just like, you love them so much. And also it's really monotonous and I get bored incredibly easy. Mm. And so, you know, it was like just being able to kind of like sneak out and take a little hit and just realign yourself and then be like, okay, I feel connected to my child. I'm totally Hmm. chill watching the jungle book again today. (laughs) You know, I can kind of get in because we're an anxious culture. Mm -hmm. We're taught from day one that you've got to hustle, hustle, make that money. If you're sitting around, you're not doing anything. And I mean, when I was in grad school at Cal Poly, you know, we did a whole uh, research project on like working moms and, and how hard it is to raise a kid and then get back into the workforce, just how many points that gets checked against you. So there's all this anxiety and stress too, around being a woman and a mom Mm. that it's a really cool way to just within reason, knock the anxiety back a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I mean, and that's what we're doing now with the CBD and CBG edibles. We're removing the THC factor at all, the psychotropic Mm -hmm. THC piece. And we're capitalizing on the other cannabinoids in the plant that have that relaxation feeling without the trippy feeling. Yes, yeah. Which is really cool. Will you, for the uninitiated or for like, people who just never have been, um, felt like they could ask, describe those different, I mean, describe what is THC? What is hemp? Let's like, let's develop a lexicon for yeah. people who are listening. So to take it all the way back, yes. every human being has an endocannabinoid system and it's a system within our bodies that is responsible for homeostasis. So it's like the balance of like sleep, um, dot like uh hunger all these different functions anxiety all these different functions in our body rely on our endocannabinoid system to keep ourselves balanced and our endocannabinoid system produces endocannabinoids and though that molecular structure is incredibly similar to phytocannabinoids which is what the cannabis plant produces Hmm. so it's almost like our bodies are built for cannabis in this really wild way. Hmm. I mean, I think it's like uh, the first creature to ever have uh, an endocannabinoid system is a 600 million year old sea squirt. I mean, this is a system that's- Sea squirt? Sea squirt. What so, the heck? <laughs> right? When I first read it, I'm like, can I have so one? It's, a pet? it's like a SpongeBob scenario. <laughs> I just imagined it at the bottom of the ocean with SpongeBob, you know, like taking bong oh ribs with Patrick. <laughs> So, okay. So, so it's a very old system is the point. Right. And, um, and is it, sorry, is, is it a system like, I mean, if we talk about the nervous system, the endocrine system, the cardiovascular system, is it one of those that we just don't learn in school? I actually don't know how it's categorized specifically, but what I do know is that we have endocannabinoid receptors in our skin and our hair follicles, our sweat glands, and also in our guts. And it, it has, and there's, there's different 
there's like a CB1 and a CB2. And depending on how cannabinoids interact with that, it has different effects on mm. this homeostasis or homeostasis yeah. system. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a biologist. I have a master's in political science. So I don't have, I, you know, which is great for when you work in the hemp and cannabis industry. So legal, you're, you're like flying high. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Well, the biology would be, I mean, it's so complex and because it's been a schedule one narcotic for so long, unless you were a, um, and I could be wrong about this, but I think unless you were a university that had specific rights to study cannabis, Mm. you couldn't get funding for it because they just weren't studying. And without funding, the studies don't happen. That's right. And because what schedule one means is schedule one means it has no medical value at all. Mm-hmm. And that's all a bunch of, I mean, we could go into reefer madness and Harry Anslinger and Hoover and the whole like racist past of yeah. why cannabis was, you know, prohibited in the first place. It was basically an anti-immigration strategy by the U S mm-hmm. government at the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, where we're at now is, um, now I'm trying to think. I'm like, where did I start? Now I go on my rampage about like anti- well, the, so the receptors and, and oh, yes. when you're talking about the receptors, it makes me think about Michael Pollan and the botany totally. of desire and how certain insects are attracted to certain kinds of plants because they are symbiotic. And so it kind of reminds me of this, it sounds like symbiosis of these receptors and cannabis being buddies and helping one another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michael Pollan's book is really interesting about yeah. that. And his, yeah, the new one too, about, you know, psychedelics is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is this whole idea of like, you know, plant medicine being interesting. Oh, that was my point was that, uh, we're in this really tricky space where there's only been, it's, I think it's called Epidolix is like the one drug that the FDA has approved for CBD use for uh, epilepsy, right? Mm-hmm. And then everything else is still like, you know, the farm bill like legalized hemp, mm-hmm. but then, you know, hemp is just cannabis sativa is the same exact family, genus, species, whatever, with 0.3% or less mm-hmm. THC and it's been bred that way. And then most of like the cannabis we think of now, like all the cultivars, it's all very complex. I mean, it's all been like bred to be very high THC. And the Mm -hmm. original like land race strains of cannabis were like one to one ish CBD to THC. Yeah. And then it was bred out to be more psychotropic for, you know, the black market essentially. That's nuts. That would be like, that would be like people, and maybe this has been done, but um, biologists, you know, vineyard folks who are developing certain kinds of grapes to be more alcoholic. But if it were done on the black market, it would probably ramp up higher and higher and higher, right? Because sure. people aren't appreciating it for its, um, they aren't savoring it for the qualities that so many people savor wine. They're doing it for the high or for the, um, you know, the drunkenness factor, that's what that would be like. Yeah. And that's so different. I think, I don't think anyone's out there developing a certain, you know, cultivar of grapes that wine grapes that would make somebody more drunk. Maybe they are, I don't know, probably adding sugar to the mix ahead of time would do that. But, um, 
But that's crazy, a crazy strain of biology. Yeah, it is. And especially if you think about like what CBD does for, with in tandem with THC. I mean, one of the things when people are, um, uh, Chelsea, who does our email marketing, she's in New York and she had texted me like a couple months ago and was like, my friend ate too much THC. What do I do? And it's like CBD mm-hmm. is actually an antidote to the, uh, when you take or consume too much THC. So it's like a natural balancing regulatory. Is it like an, it's all, well, it's in. anti-anxiety. So when you get right. anxiety from too much THC, cause that's, that's where it often goes. Oh my right? gosh. Heart racing. Yeah. You get, I mean, that's where the paranoia, paranoia. Be, you know, comes mm-hmm. in. That's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, some people get jumpy. Some people can't relax their muscles, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, CBD is that Balance. like calming, you know, and now they're starting to look at CBG, which is yeah, show. What is that? Yeah. CBG is so cool. So that's what our edibles are. They're one-to-one CBD to CBG because CBD gives you that calming effect. We say it's like having, you know, a glass of wine without the alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's like the relaxation without the buzz, which is hard to explain until you experience it. And without the psychotropic, I mean, just again, right. to reiterate, no psychotropic properties. Exactly. No psychotropic. Um, some people say, use the term psychoactive, but I've also read in some published papers that anything that affects brain chemistry is psychoactive. Okay. Psychotropic tropic is the trippy high feeling. Yeah. Um, but so CBD gives you that nice calming effect, but CBG, which is called the mother of all cannabinoids, which is basically the molecule in the plant is where CBD, CB, uh, THC, CBD, like all the different cannabinoids come from CBG hmm. originally. I think mm-hmm. it's CBGA cause that's it before it's, um, heated. But anyway, um, and you sure you're not a biologist? Oh very, my gosh. Very well versed. Oh, very well versed. I'm going to, you're going to get corrections. People are going to email you and be like, <laughs> you know what? She wasn't right about that. Well, and I mean, it, this would be a good time to say, do your own research, do your own, you know, look into all of this. Yes. And if you go to our blog at mender.shop, I cite all the papers yeah. that, you know, we're looking at. And again, there's no definitive answer. Even like the published papers, they've only been cited you know, five to 12 times. Like it's just Mm. all still coming out. Yes, for sure. Um, But the interesting thing about CBG is that it interacts with your stress and anxiety responses and it seems to help regulate that. So while CBG can kind of give you that like, (sighs) CBD. CBD yeah. will give you that kind of like sigh. Some people describe it as like stepping out of a hot steamy shower of just sort mm. of like you're clear headed, but you're calm. Mm-hmm. Um, CBG, they're starting to try to find out if it can actually help your body regulate a stress response. Mm. Mm. So, you know, we've done, you know, tried C- a lot of CBD edibles. And then when we developed our edibles and we started reading about CBG because anxiety and stress is at crisis level. Yep. in the United States. 100%, yep. Um, and again, not as a substitute for antidepressants. You always have to mm-hmm. check with your doctor to make sure that there's not going to be a counter effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a replacement possibly for alcohol, which mm-hmm. is what I hear the most of, I mean, most of the people that come into our shop in a say, 
I'm just drinking too much yeah. because I feel so anxious, yeah. you know? And so it's God, like, that is a, I'm hearing that among people right now. That is a familiar refrain right now. I mean, and, and you see it in their face. Like this woman came in the other day and I could tell she was just like about to cry, you know? And I just thought, mm. I, I thought I was like, you know, I'm there too. Like anyone running mm. a small business during the pandemic has just jumped through the craziest hoops, yeah. you know? And, um, so CBG being able to, it appears, I mean, in my life, it just kind of, it's a, it's a very subtle change, but if it can give people a break from a dependence on, mm-hmm. you know, and not as like a, not treating severe alcoholism or addiction, no. but just from a basic, like, oh, I just feel a little calmer yeah. now. Yeah. That's great. You know, I've been really open on here about I'm on antidepressants. And, um, one of the big bummers about being on antidepressants is that you really can't drink. It's right. not, it's not advisable. So one or two here and there has been okay for me, but I definitely feel uh, like a, I fall through kind of a pocket the next day uh-huh. and, uh, that's can be really uncomfortable, but it's something that I sort of plan for now. Um, but what I like about what you're saying about CBD and CBG, if I understand it correctly is if your doctor says it's okay to commingle with whatever you're on, um, it could be a great way to, I hate this phrase, but to take the edge off, you know, mm-hmm. without having to imbibe, mm-hmm. that would be so revolutionary if people could get beyond the the stigma mm-hmm. of what cannabis means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I still think people don't get the difference between THC and CBD. I mean, that I they totally don't. Maybe here on the Central Coast, there's no, more of an awareness, I mean, but elsewhere, no. Every time I do an event most people, unless they, you know, I mean, a lot of times, like, especially older women, I'll get the like, well, you know, I, um, you know, I, and I'll be like smoke weed because I know what they're thinking. (laughs) And then they're like, yes, but I've been, you know, wanting to try something that doesn't make me feel so out of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's kind of the cool thing about it is, you know, you, you don't feel as out of it, yeah, you know, which is great. Yeah. You brought some stuff. I did. So if we were, so this is, I'm going to put a picture on the website of this because your packaging is so beautiful. So beautiful. Did you design this by the way? Oh, me? No, I am not a designer. It's actually, um, uh, Jesse Morales, who we worked at proof together, designed all the mender packaging. So we've been together since the beginning. And then the original brand concept was he and Ariel from proof. Right. Oh, that's too funny. But it worked great because it was like Colt wine brands. Yes. And then it just segued so beautifully into cannabis. I forget that we both worked for proof I know. proof to the uninitiated, uh, which is probably <laughs> almost everyone was a wine packaging company that I got hired to after I came home from New Zealand. And it was really a dream job in a lot of ways. I was doing writing for back label, um, on wine packaging and doing some press releases and things like that. But I ended up leaving and April came on maybe like a year after yeah. I left 
And you were doing... I was like named the director of operations. Josh basically like turned the company over to me and was like, all right, you seem clever. Handle it. Do the hard things. And it was great. I mean, that was like my crash course. He was Mm. like, read this stack of books in five days and then come back Mm. and, you know, and I learned more in six months. Oh yeah. (laughs) I read those too. Marty Newmeyer. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. We have the same stack that we read. And so much brilliance, really. Oh, my so gosh. Much. Yeah. Yeah. A hard job, though. Um, but so you took home or you took away some of the people who were creatives there to help with Mender. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like this, like on a whim, like, do you want to do this fun thing with me? I have no idea what it's going to turn into or whatever. And, you know, when they had both gotten jobs at, you know, Rosetta. Yes. Right. So it was, you know, corporate and yes, the childproof packaging I know, is always I mean, it's interesting. Also yeah. Okay. So what I see, so it says wild current and sage one to one CBD and CBG uh-huh. 12 calming sweets and it's yeah. 25 milligrams per piece. Uh-huh. So what I need to ask is, gosh, they smell good. Don't they? If I take this, uh-huh. will I not be able to perform work after you leave? No, I'll eat one right now <laughs> because it's 11 AM. Yeah. No, you're going to be fine. I mean, I shouldn't say that everyone's different, but I've never heard anyone be like, I can't live my life. Oh the my gosh, best, they're delicious. Aren't they? Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to do edibles, which is really where I want to take the company, is mm-hmm. like body care, you know, really about like skin and consumables. And yeah. I love really fancy candy. You yeah. know, I'm not like a crap candy person. I don't really like sweets. So I'm kind of snooty. So yeah, no Swedish fish. No, uh, <laughs> no gummy worms for mama. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of that in the edibles community. Exactly. Sure. And we knew that and we felt it, you know, and everything that's part of our whole thing is like, we love, we love cannabis and CBD. We want to elevate it by pairing it with beautiful ingredients. All of our CBD comes from a farm in upstate New York. It's a family farm. They grow the hemp. They use a CO2 extraction process, which is really clean to get their CBD. So all of our CBD is full spectrum, organic, beautiful. looks like honey. It's incredible. So that's what's in these two. And then CBG, and they hooked us up with um, Michael Fertucci, who is a third generation, like, confectioner, sweets mm. maker. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's, with his THC edibles, has won the Emerald Cup, I believe, several times. Oh, wow. And we had a phone call and just really hit it off. He really got our vision. It's like, I want it to feel... California. Mm-hmm. You know, I want mm-hmm. native California flavors. And that's where we came up with, you know, wild black currants or native yeah. to our area. And so is and sage. That, sage. Like sage says everything about where we are. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, there's yeah. my husband's into native plants. So we must have like 12 different, you know, types of native sage. Yeah. So I mailed him all this sage. And he's like so excited. He's like, I got the sage. We dehydrated hmm. it. We ground it down with um, powdered sugar. So that's what the coating is. Cause yeah. you need something for the gummy to not stick. Yeah. So you get this really juicy, organic, you know, native California, deep flavored bite. Yeah. And then you get this nice little top note of like sweet sage, yeah. which is so cool. Like yeah. there's nothing. It's herbaceous. Yes. It tastes great. And I think that, you know, full spectrum CBD is 
full of terpenes, which are like scent molecules. So it's really, mm. so if you try to fight it or cover it, it doesn't work as well. But if you just use it, yeah. it's Go with so it. good. Yeah. Anyway, I love these so much. Well, and it's so cool that you got to work with this confectioner. Mm-hmm. So much of what you're doing is out on the East Coast, it sounds, or a lot of the contacts in the team is out in New York. Yeah, and I think that happens because I think the first states to really be, you know, cannabis conscious are like, you know, the two coasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have... And Colorado. And Colorado, yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of randomly happened where, you know, when we launched Mender, um, there was a couple of other companies, uh, one in upstate New York, um, and we were all going through the same growing pains at the same time, like launch a CBD company and all of a sudden your bank boots you and you're like, wait, what? I'm not allowed to have a bank. I mean, we had a bank call me and said they were going to send an investigator to my home because we had bought jars. And I was like, well, we need jars for the salves. And they were like, well, we don't know that you're not using it for like illegal Mm. purposes, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, well, we're This was your bank that you banked with. Yeah, that we banked with. They sent an in-person investigator. They didn't send it. They called me and said that they were going to. Okay. And that it was a possibility they could seize the funds in the bank. And that was terrifying because I bootstrapped the Mm -hmm. company with my cash. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, and so I literally hung up the phone and I knew they'd called from the San Luis branch. And my kid was at the pool in Templeton, the public pool. Mm -hmm. And he's a good swimmer. Thank God. And I'm like, there's a lifeguard. I literally left him at the pool, drove to the other branch of the bank and like beat them to it and closed out the account and took all the cash smart and, you know, called, you know, another woman who owned a CBD company in New York, who are you banking with, you know? And we've done that for other people too. We had a company in Oregon call me and be like, who are you doing credit card processing? Cause I can only get processing with a company that does like firearms, pornography, and tobacco. Oh my gosh. And your stuff is lumped in with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Insane. It is. If you were, if listener, if you were looking at this stuff, you would never... You would never connect it to that, like Reefer Madness, um, the crazy trippy stuff. I mean, it's. I would say that it's, it's packaged ethically in that way. You mm-hmm. know, it's ethical. It's not mis uh, misinforming anyone. It's um, it's not giving vibes of uh, something that it's not. Which I appreciate. Right. Truth in marketing. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, and even like on our edibles, there's a QR code. You can scan it with your phone and it takes you directly to the third party testing. So you can see exactly what's in, mm-hmm. you know, your edibles, which I cannot stress enough. You should never buy any kind of CBD product from large retailers online that, you know, promise overnight shipping without Mm. dropping any names just really important to buy from companies who get their cbd from reputable sources and when you go to their website you can look up where their cbd is from and like Mm -hmm. see and just ingredients like basic stuff sugar sugar can cause inflammation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and important to keep your know your sugar count low these are um Michael told me when he formulated these, they're vegan, they're gluten-free. And Mm -hmm. also, um, if you have diabetes, depending on what regimen you're on, they're low glycemic, which is great. Mm -hmm. So it's just, 
I think more and more too, people are realizing where they, I mean, it's like, you know, so many people on your podcast, Jamie say, Mm. make sure you know where your meat comes from. Make sure, sure, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Make sure you know where your clothes come from. We're starting to turn our back on fast fashion. That's why Mm. it's so cool that like all these stores that have fun vintage stuff and we're repurposing. It's, Mm. you know, I feel like we're part of that movement. We don't put anything in cardboard boxes. We try to just Mm -hmm. use recyclable glass. It's, you know, we try to do some of our olive oil is from the Templeton Gap AVA that's really Love polyphenol it. rich. So it's, you know, antioxidants. It tastes amazing. Yeah. Also grassy green. I love that stuff. Oh Love my it. God. So grassy green. And then when you're putting on your body oil, you don't have to be cognizant of like, you can use it for anything. You can use it for, you know, massage with your partner and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about it burning you yeah. or, you know, hurting you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you should always check because some people are allergic to certain botanicals, of course. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting. And you've been doing this for, I mean, I know you've had your space in the Tascadero for three years, but mm-hmm. you've been doing it longer than that. You've been on, you, Mender started before that. We start, we launched the brand in 2017. Okay. And then yeah. we're kind of like filling out the space. Base. And that's right when um, Prop 64 in California was mm-hmm. like legalized cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's when it was, we didn't know what. We were like, well, let's design a brand. Maybe we'll just sell the brand. Yeah. Maybe we'll, you know, and then I just fell in love and was like, this is where I want to be. I love this space. I mm-hmm. love the people in it. I think that um, there's a lot of work to be done with equity. There's a lot of people sitting in prison who, mm-hmm. you know, while, you know, Martha Stewart launches a, you know, does she have a CBD? Thing? She has a CBD edibles brand now. Is that Martha? Uh-huh. I'm proud And then of she her. does like marketing with Snoop Dogg for well, her like sure, lighters and that. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, and she did some hard times, so maybe we should pick on Martha. <laughs> Maybe she paid her dues. She has a whole side we do nothing about. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but isn't that, that's legitimizing, isn't it? It helps to legitimize this as a, an industry and as a space. But you're so, so right about equity. Yeah. And people being, sitting in prison for doing really nothing much different yeah. from THC edibles that we, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, um, conversation that so many people are unwilling to have or don't even know is a conversation. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't realize the basis of why, you know, I mean, they're still trying to push the reefer madness narrative. I think it was after the last shooting on Fox news was like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson said that, you know, marijuana was responsible for some of these shootings. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact same rhetoric that the propagandists during, you know, when the DEA was first launched under Mm -hmm. Hoover were using, Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh, you know, you know, the, devil's weed and you know mm-hmm. targeting billy holiday mm-hmm. and interrogating her while she was on her deathbed i mean mm-hmm. and you know black people are on par with white people with how much cannabis they consume yet black people are four times more likely to be arrested for I it i have heard that before and that is so wild and so again it's the same racist policies perpetuating where we're using this plant to enact, you know, a racist police state essentially. And 
I'm not saying if you legalize at the federal level that that's going to go away because that's a deeper systemic cultural issue we need to reckon with. However, um, understanding where the cannabis prohibition came from in Mm -hmm. the first place is really important. Yeah. Can you imagine if that were the case with wine? I mean, it's just impossible to even grasp. Mm. If... Yeah. Can you imagine if wine had a history of being racialized? Right. And uh, you come to a point where wine then is made even halfway legal and people, black people are four times more likely to be arrested for drinking wine than white people, even though they are equally imbibing. It could be true with DUIs. I'm not totally sure. I don't have the arrest data on that. But um, I do find it interesting from a cultural perspective that America has normalized alcohol consumption in a way that has, you know, demonized cannabis consumption when you actually, you know, what, you know, Tucker Carlson should be talking about is how much violence is perpetrated when alcohol is oh involved gosh, yes and how much underage drinking causes you know accidents i mean it's like gosh it's oh, like and everyone's gone to a high school where someone has died or been seriously injured yes. in an underage drinking yes. accident or you know um sexual assault date, yes. date rape um all of that that I have thought that before I was listening to a podcast it was so compelling not comfortable to listen to but Radio Lab did a whole mm. um, I think it was a three-part series on the nature of consent um, and it occurred to me in this discussion this woman was talking about an experience she had with a guy and she said, um, but, you know, we were both drunk. That's mm-hmm. such a normal thing to hear. Well, I was drunk, and so I acted like this, as though we kind of compartmentalize our our real, quote, self into a box, and this is my drunk self, and I behave like this. That is so normalized, uh, especially, I think, with younger people. But um, it occurred to me, if alcohol just disappeared, if it just, like, you know, it's like a day without a Mexican. If it just disappeared, what would the world be like? Mm-hmm. What would consent, what would that conversation be? I guarantee it would be simpler, mm-hmm. simpler. I mean, alcohol throws everything off the rails. Yeah, I I agree. And I think, again, it kind of goes back to this culture of like, work hard, play hard. I yeah, mean, we're yeah. very influenced by the corporate you know, loudest corporate voices that tell you, wake up at five, run 10 Mm. miles, you know, drink your matcha smoothie, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, and even if you go, oh, that guy's such a tech bro, how annoying, it still gets in your mind, this like efficiency expert. Mm. And it's like, we can only handle so much, Yeah, you know, and drinking is so different. I mean, you lived in Italy. I mean, we were there Mm -hmm. a couple summers ago for my cousin's uh, 40th birthday party. And we were supposed to talk about it and then, but it was in March, 2020. We were supposed to get together and talk about your trip. That's right. And it got canceled. That's right. So we're finally doing that. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. But you saw, I mean, a basic synopsis is just, you know, and I'm not like saying denying that alcoholism isn't a problem in Italy, of Of course, course, but the drinking is such a different quality. Yeah. And um 
I think that there's a lot of work we need to do as Americans of just slowing down, enjoying our lives. Mm -hmm. What do we really need? Refocusing. And, you know, if CBD is part of that or and CBG is part of that transition mm -hmm. to like take a minute, because that's the thing, like, you know, when Michael sent me, I mean, I got like a four pound box of different flavors to try oh, and, you know, fun, and, but you can only do so much, right? Well, I mean, one would say that, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> I'm fine. And, and I, I need to learn. And I, need I need to figure yeah. it out. I'm like, yeah. this was delicious. This is even more delicious, oh. you know? And then I think probably after, you know, and I do not recommend this, but after about 75 milligrams of, of a CBD and CBG, mm. I was just, and I felt great. I was just, but I was sitting outside and I was just looking at the tree and I just thought, this is such a conscious feeling mm -hmm. of tapping in. You're not tapping, tapping out. out. Yeah. And there's a time and a place for tapping out. It can be so much fun to just tie one on and do karaoke and, you know, <laughs> stick your butt to the glass of the bar. I don't know. You know, sometimes you just need to like let it all out. Yeah. But it does feel good too, yeah. to um, have that just mild head change in a way that feels grounding. And sustainable. You know, nobody can go Xerox their butt drunk. You can't live that way it's not sustainable yeah you can have fun that way but you can't live that way right it's just not going to it won't last yeah um whether your relationships tell you that or your liver tells you that you know it just it can't last yeah so this feels like you say conscious tapping in and sustainable mm. as like i don't know if i want to say a practice but as a as a um, consumable, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And I think that in, you know, the CBD space, there's a lot to offer in that way. Like, obviously, the FDA prohibits us from making any health claims, do not treat, you know, any illness or, you know, pain, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you are an avid exerciser. I'm an exercise. I've taken up roller skating again. I'm getting injured, which is so funny. But last time we went, my, I got my son into it. He's 15 and a half. And last time we got in the car, like nursing our bruises. And he's like, mom, I think we're good. Just good enough to be dangerous. And so we should start wearing knee pads. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's a point of pride that you have to wear knee pads. It is it's not a point of weakness. No, I was like, that's right. That's right. We're jamming. We're jamming now. How cool but that you get to do that with him. That's awesome. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, we come home and I'm like pain salve and he like flops his legs up on me and I'm like yeah. getting his calves and mm -hmm. you know, and I get, that's another funny thing about alcohol. I get asked all the time. Do you hide it from your son? Mm. I asked you that once actually. You know, do you, do you hide, you know, because yes, I have a CBD company, but you know, we have our little legal grow of plants mm -hmm. and you know, my husband's super into plants. So it's like fun for him. Mm -hmm. And you know, they'll be drawing sometimes every couple of years or whatever. And and I think no one asks that when they see your liquor cabinet. Mm -mm. No one says, mm -mm. are you hiding all this alcohol yeah. from your child? And I, you know, I was like, it's just been so normalized in our house because yeah. it's a plant. And our rule is like, no pills, no powders. Mm. 
you know? Wait, what does that mean? No pills, no powders. For Gabe, like my son partying, like whenever he goes out, I'm like, just that's the rule. No pills, no powders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good rule. Come to think about it. It encapsulates a lot. And it doesn't say, just say no. Right. Mm. Like, you know, there's like a, you know, he's asked me, what does being high feel like? And I'm Mm. like, well, this is what it feels like, but you can take too much and then it feels gross. And if you mix it with alcohol, it can upset your stomach. (laughs) Like, you know, yes. Yes. So I don't know where I fall on all that. Thankfully, I don't have to have all the answers right now. I have a 12 year old. Um, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know where I am. I don't think I would be willing well first of all it's not really a culture in our home first of all but um but drinking is and Jake and I have had many conversations about that how do we you know when we go to somebody's house or have people over what's the first thing we ask what do you want to drink Mm -hmm. coolers over there bottles are over here what is the message we send when that is the I I I start to wonder, okay, if they see us just relaxing, that's one thing and, you know, more power to it. But if they see us medicating, that's concerning to me. Um, We haven't done anything differently, but we have been talking about it Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and I think that if it's just, I think it's important to just let kids know what the reality is. And Mm -hmm. that's why I feel so... You know, plus I feel like if I'm honest about it with him, I mean, I've, you know, told my son about, you know, doing hallucinogens and what's Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. and how that worked out and how it's important to, you know, drink water and not combine alcohol and this is why Mm -hmm. and, you know, safety stuff because I just want him to be equipped and I want him to be the kid that's in the group possibly that's like, you know, don't do that. Like I've had those people in my life. I mean, I remember in high school, I smoked something that must've been laced with something. And I just started really tripping out. And we had this, I had this childhood friend who had like long hair, was into heavy metal and he's playing hacky sack. And of I, of course there's right? always, yes. And we hadn't hung out in years since we were like kids. Cause he lived in the neighborhood and then we just kind of went our different ways, but I found him and he was like, just put your hands in my pockets and like, lean your head up against my back. And I must've stayed there for hours, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I haven't forgotten that story because that's someone taking care and Mm -hmm. someone caring and keeping you safe. And if I can get that across, that that's something to look for and that that is a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, you can raise kids that are conscious and aware of taking care of themselves and other people who, Mm. you know, might need it. I mean, not to talk about the Chris and Smart podcast too much, but I mean, that's such can. a huge part. Yeah, it is. Is how she was left alone yeah. and not to shame anybody for making the decision to allow her to have a short path with someone she didn't know. Mm-hmm. But if we can learn from those experiences and teach our kids to be aware of reality, I think it's really important. Yeah. And you raise another thing, which is, you know, it's, it's possible that she was drugged as well. I think that talking about being uh, aware of whatever you're drinking, I mean, I'm talking water, Oh yeah, Mountain Dew, whatever you've got, being very aware that you, um, you don't want to be uh, 
high unintentionally. You don't want to be, mm-hmm. you just really need to watch your stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation I am trying to remember to bring up on a regular basis because there is so much control there with someone who wants to drug you. I mean, and we just see examples of it all the time. It's such an underground discussion though, for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know people who've been taken advantage of and, uh, it's terrifying. Can you think of anything scarier than being out of your right mind against your will? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it's no, it's awful yeah. to think about that. And that's why too, it's like, you know, I talked to my son too about like context is everything. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to experiment with hallucinogens, perhaps not at a party, perhaps mm. with friends you know, while you're camping in a very safe place and you have one food and friend. water or yeah, one right. friend, right? And you're watching out for each other and, you know, your parents know where you are. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things because I think that I don't want anything to be taboo mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that the door of honesty is always open. And that's really what I do at Mender at my shop in Atascadero on Traffic Way is, you know, people will come in and they'll be shy. Oh, I've never tried CBD, but Mm -hmm. I have this knee injury. And I had a woman the other day say, you know, and I just got divorced and diagnosed with breast cancer and I'm having a lot of anxiety. And so it's, I like that I am very candid about sitting with other people's stuff and Mm -hmm. hearing their stories and being comfortable with that. And then also, you know, being very honest about, you know, this is not a substitute for any kind of drug, but if you want to rub this into the bottoms of your feet at night and it helps you relax and sleep, we've heard people say that it works, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll send people home with free samples. Like I'm not trying to like push anything, but it is really remarkable when you see people being able to be like, I'm drinking less, I'm yeah. feeling better, I'm not taking as much ibuprofen, yeah. you know. I hear it all the time. This past weekend, I was talking to somebody who said, I had never done it before. I've tried all different kinds of things to fall asleep, to stay asleep, all of that. Mm-hmm. And the only thing she's found is this particular CBD uh, brand Mm-hmm. And she said, it's just the first time in a long time that I've been sleeping and, uh, she didn't want to jinx it, you know, but yeah. it had been like two months and consistent. And so I just think anything that helps in that way, if we could separate what we think about it and, and start to really like gain empirical understanding of, of all of it, um, why wouldn't we take advantage, you know? Yeah. It sounds like you do a great job too at the shop, which I do want to talk about that. So, so the shop had been uh, wholesale only until pretty recently. Yeah. We had just been manufacturing in that place. I mean, the little, the courtyard where we were, um, didn't have very many live businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, I mean, Eric was there at Forager yes. who was wonderful and um, and then Kyla moved in next door. We know with Specs, and then Salon Air with Rumor mm-hmm. Goods, and you know, and then the wine bar changed owners. And so you've got this like, oh, and Nogi, of course. Oh my God, yeah. I like my, <laughs> I spend so much money. So on much sushi. money. <laughs> but I'm like, it's self care. It's a form of self care. I'm not yeah. a big shopper. I'm a big sushier. <laughs> um, but it became really vibrant. And then I realized that people really want to talk to somebody about it, mm-hmm. you know, and 
I am nerdy enough to where I do read these research papers and I, you know, I make sure I see, you know, how many times they've been cited and, you know, I read the methodology and I try, you know, to at least educate myself educated so I can pass that information yeah. on. And I think that's really helpful yeah. and just be a listening ear for people who come in. I mean, I have an older gentleman that comes every six months when he comes through town, he's from Fresno, he and his wife, and then they vacation in Pismo and he's got chronic pain and that's part of his regimen mm-hmm. is he, you know, his wife rubs the pain salve into his legs every night before bed. And mm-hmm. that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And that's the other interesting thing about it is like, and this is very esoteric, but it's like you pop an ibuprofen yeah. and you're like done. But when you're like rubbing a salve or an oil into your skin, you're really taking the time to nurture yourself yeah, consciously mm-hmm. or your friend or your child. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is an 18 plus legally thing, you know, but, uh, you, you know, I've used it on Gabe's growing pains before yeah. instead of ibuprofen and not that there's anything wrong with ibuprofen, but just how, just how amazing they're plants yeah. and our bodies are built to utilize them. And yes. I find that fascinating. And the practice, like you talk about, instead of popping a pill, uh, doing something where you have to consciously apply yeah. it. I remember I was talking to Jeriel with um, Fable Rune, who they yeah. also make wonderful, beautiful body products. And I remember her saying, I think she had just had her daughter and we were talking about her skincare line. And she said, you know, I just, it, lately I've been just slapping soap on my face, wash, 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 get it done as fast as possible. And I'm trying to scale back and make that a practice where I'm consciously taking care of my skin Mm -hmm. or my fingernails or my gut or whatever it is. Simply brushing your teeth consciously. I mean, there is a big difference in quality of life if you can be conscious about what you're doing. And even more so, I agree with you, taking care of another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was talking to a woman who had an old tennis injury and the other day in my shop and I said, yeah, I I said, you know, I tore my Achilles. So I have a bad Achilles. And I went, whoa, no. And I go, no, I go, don't worry, Achilles. I actually really love you. And I think you're doing a good job. (laughs) And she started laughing and I said, I'm practicing just like in, you know, being like, you know what, Achilles, like you did, you did all you could. Yeah. Yeah. You did the best job you could. I'm going to give you all the love, you know, help you in your healing journey. And when we can kind of like remove ourselves from ourselves in that third person way and show ourselves the compassion and love we show to our children and other people, Mm -hmm. it changes your whole life. Mm -hmm. So yes. I'm not like, oh, my company, you know, I feel like a tech bro, like, oh yeah, my company's going to change the world, but loving yourself and consciously loving yourself. I mean, aging, we have two Oof. like CBD serums for your face. Right. Mm-hmm. And every night it's like, you know, my, my neck's getting like wrinkling Vegasy Cause I'm like a California native Vegas-y. and I'm always, I'm always tan. <laughs> so I'm like rubbing it in and I'm like, Nick, you are so great. Look yeah. how good you're doing. And then it's like your face. You're just like, look at those your laugh skin lines. is killer, girl. Oh, cannabis, cannabis you, girl. You do not have a <laughs> Vegasy neck. <laughs> it's all the weed oil I put on oh, myself gosh. actually. Isn't that funny though? Yeah. It's, yeah. Aging and giving, yeah. Giving yourself space to age and thanking all the different of the different parts of yourself. Yeah. And then it's like, let it go. I mean, if you want to, yeah. If you want, if that feels good good about that, yeah. Let it, you know, and that's, that's where I'm at. I just want, you know, 
just let it go. Yep. Give yourself the love and compassion you give other people. And there's products you can do that with. And that's really cool. And they're plant-based. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. And if you're not in the area, I mean, if you are in the area, you can stop by the shop and talk to April and get stuff from the shop, but you can also get it all online, which has been a booming business for you. Yeah. Which has been really great. Yeah. yeah. It's been really cool. And you know, if you follow us on Instagram, um, at mender.shop, you can see like, we've been doing really fun pop-ups every month where mm -hmm. there's music in the courtyard. You can come talk to me, you know, try all the products, you know, pick up your edibles, um, and then, you know, grab some sushi, take Check out, out the other listen to the music, go shopping. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really nice just to meet everyone. Mm -hmm. And well, and you also are a, an active investor in Atascadero's amazing growth. I love that. Yeah, we're it's it's been so much fun to yeah. watch like traffic records thrive and grow into a new yeah. spot. You know, uh, Liz and Ryan just came in with uh, you know Totem. Like, there's just yeah. so much fun stuff. Yes. I mean, if you haven't gone to um, Black Sheep and had Tiffany style you, you yeah. haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I love this. It's just fun to be you know in that space. Yeah. It's a lot of hustle, mm. but a lot of support. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we didn't talk too much about food. I mean, we did talk about the sweets, but I want to know if it was like your last day on earth and you wanted to eat something to celebrate your life, what would that be? Oh my God. And I'd, who would be there? I mean, I would eat the fried chicken at the range. Oh, the range. Aren't they just the best? Oh, just the service. Yes. And the setting. Yeah. And, and they do not play by modern rules. No, and I love that about them. Love not it. at all. Yeah. And everyone, I've never had bad service Same. there and I've been eating there for years. Yep. It's like if my birthday's on a Sunday, we're going on a Friday cause that's fried chicken night. Like it's oh. happening. I actually didn't know that that was fried chicken night. So that's the only night they offer it. I'm pretty sure okay. that's the way it used to be. Oh, gosh, I just love, I love them. And you know, an underappreciated thing at the range is their desserts. Oh God, the desserts. Yes. Yeah. People often think of it as a place for whatever, meat, pasta, just, you know, the standard stuff, but they have fabulous salads and fabulous desserts. The salads are next level. I know. And you I mean, you can see like the little lettuces growing in like the I raised know. beds and stuff. It's so cool. And then you look in the back and there's like the punching bag. They're it's so like they're practicing. Great. I just, it's such a great spot. Yeah, yeah. it is. So who's going to be at this meal? Oh my God. My husband and my son, they're just so much fun. You guys are such a team. Yeah, mm -hmm. we are. We're tight. You're it's close. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. People are like, oh, you know, oh, teenagers. And I'm like, I mm -hmm. have, I mean, I get that you're struggling, but I, I love teenagers. I love my teenager. I love other people's teenagers. Yeah. The trickier the teenager, the more fun it is to me. Because <laughs> they're just so cute. Love Establishing it. their rebel attitudes and trying it all on. I just get a kick out I of it. it. I know. April, thank you for sharing so much information, for sharing the candy, for sharing the stuff. And yeah, all of your education about it and your journey. Thank you. Mm, my pleasure. Thank you, Jamie. That's it for this episode of the Consumed Podcast. Consumed is produced and edited by me, Jamie Lewis. 
to learn more about my guests, to see their photos, to learn about live events, yes, live events, to join the Consumed mailing list, and more, visit letsgetconsumed.com.